Welcome to the Land Cave, where we're living as nerds. I'm Patrick, joined by Owen. Hello! Yeah, we're talking gaming. Had some some crazy news this week. We will unfortunately have to... It's been a weird week. It's been a really weird week, so we'll, we'll, we'll try not to be too depressed on this show. We are going to talk some Star Wars later on, by the way, so if you're watching live, you'll tune in for that, because we're going to be spoiling Mandalorian, talking about how much we love it. Uh, spoilers that we love it. Uh, and then we'll, but we'll also be talking about uh, gaming news and some other world news. Unfortunately, it may get a little depressing there, but we'll try to, we'll try to get through it. Right. Try to get through yeah. life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Always try and get through life. <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, um, so I put in reverie sweet as edition on the switch. Cause mm -hmm. I bought it during, I think a Thanksgiving sale for like four or $5. It's a, it's a Zelda like game with a, I want to say earthbound aesthetic. I say it looks like it reminded me of earth that earthbound when I watched the playthroughs, but and you see him swiping away like yeah. your sword is a wicket bat. <laughs> uh, okay. So it's I, I'm pretty sure that Redalika, which is the developer of this game, I'm pretty sure they're Australian. I could be wrong. Maybe they're from New Zealand, one of the two. But the fact that it was a wicket bat, like, that, that tipped me off a little bit there. Instead of a boomerang, you got a yo-yo. Um, there's a dart gun that I apparently don't have yet, <laughs> so it's like your bow and arrow. Uh, but you are uh, a kid trying to cleanse some ghost story that's been on the island for a long time it's cool enough it's fun um the only problem that i'm running into has nothing to do with this game whatsoever and it has nothing it's just like last week whenever i already shelled um uh the pinball game that whose name i've already forgotten something something island adventure yuko yuko yeah it was what? that it was that memorable yeah, exactly. So the problem that I ran into is just that it's not Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> so I played that demo and... You played it again? That's, that's all I want to play. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to play the demo again. I'm done. Like, okay. I can't do it to myself. But I've, I'm way down on games this year. Like, normally I would probably be near, like, 10 or 15 games that I've, like, touched. Um, but sure. right now I think I'm at, like, 6 and that's just because I want Final Fantasy VII Remake to come out so badly. Yeah, dude. I, I, I am, I'm, it's crazy we're so close to it. Um, I double, I, I know I talked about it on the show already, but I, I've even double checked my pre-order for the, for the ultimate insane edition is ready. It's there. Uh, updated my card on there just in case. Um, I ran my, I went I ahead and wait. told them they could run my credit card. There's yeah. a little button in there. It's like, would you like us to charge you right now? And normally I think that's a stupid button to hit children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's not like, don't ever let people do that. But with this particular thing, I couldn't wait like I've just, no, i'm like no you can go ahead and charge my credit yeah. card right now square it's okay me and you have a history square <laughs> i've given you literally thousands of dollars mm -hmm. uh go I splurged, ahead. yeah and I, I know i splurged a little bit with the collector's edition but i don't do that with games like i know people i've seen i know people in, in real life uh, as well as people I see like on YouTube who uh, they're they do YouTube for fun. They have like uh, another career, but obviously they play games. As you can see, little explosion right there. You've got a, you got that Lego uh, Friends uh, set behind you too, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, I have Lego Friends. I have Aloy up there. I got my Spider-Man statue. I got the Stadia Dust 
uh up there yeah <laughs> i got a few i got a few splurgy items yeah well, i mean i i have a couple here i mean not not too many crazy ones i got my my zeldas i haven't even organized this i just put up the shelves and i just threw stuff on it so i got some zelda amiibos i've got uh, my mr me seeks i know uh i got some star wars over here i got my tommy was so bobblehead over here and some star uh some disney stuff going on some pops yeah, so I kind of quasi organized them, so this will this will change out. But um, I don't I don't buy a ton of toys, so this is like probably the majority of what I have because it was like I loved this star the Disney uh, the Disney Infinity. I loved the way that they looked. I had to get them uh, Zelda, of course. So I only splurge on things that I'm like this. This is important. This I know that I'm not going to regret it. And I'm not going to regret, especially after playing the demo, I'm not going to regret the Final Fantasy VII Collector's Edition. Get that tattoo. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. I'm going to put the statue. The statue's going to go right here, by the way. So, okay. it, so I would hope nice so. Vision. If you're going to buy that, if you're going to buy a $300 statue, best put it on, like, the camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's going right there. It's going right there. And I'll, I'll probably... I may do an unboxing. I don't know. What do you think? My steel, my steel book will be somewhere up there because yeah. i bought the digital so now i don't have to open the steel book um which is probably sad uh and a waste of money but that's okay it's my money folks i will do what i wish with it and once they said it was 100 gigabytes i said i want that game pre-loaded yes ready to go i took that day off i have between 7 30 when my son goes to daycare and 4.30 when I pick my son up from daycare just to play Final Fantasy VII. You know what? You know what? If you're serious about it, and I know you're serious about it, you probably got your Quest bars or some other, like, ready-to-eat food so you don't have to get it, go away. You got some drinks ready for you. I mean, that's what I do. When I'm, when I'm going to plow through nine hours of a game, I'm not, I'm not moving unless I have to. No, not, not that normally I don't care. Normally I I just kind of play things as yeah. it is. Like Red Dead came out last year and I put I put a lot of hours into that. Yeah. Uh but there, you know, it wasn't anything where like I specifically planned it. This is a planned window of attack yeah. that I have to play at least the beginning of this game. We still don't even have any idea how long it is. I'm thinking 20 or 30 hours. Uh so maybe I can play like a fourth of it uh in a day and then after that it's just going to be every time my kid goes to bed yeah. then i'm in uh my wife already knows playstation is that playstation tv for like from about like 9 p.m till bedtime is mm -hmm. probably mine for a few weeks maybe not it's not gonna take me a couple weeks I'll, I'll be putting way too much i'll be spent i'll be staying up way too late playing that game i already know but that's the problem i can't i have this backlog and the in the backlog blowout was going mm -hmm. good for a little while and then that demo came out man yep yeah the demo it I ruined a little me. bit yeah i got a little bit of backlog um i added to my backlog but i added a game that i've been wanting to play uh and i actually um uh, got kevin to play it as well i've been playing near and yeah. near automata which by the way i'm not not one of those people who's like oh i liked near before it was cool like i played uh near on xbox 360 and I loved it. And this game is related to it. If if you follow the convoluted story, it is crazy deep lore, um, very uh, weird. Uh, not not really timelines, but just kind of convoluted stuff that that goes on in there. I'm really liking it, except I'm having PlayStation issues that I texted you about. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm liking what I get to play of it, but my PlayStation, there's a chance that uh, it may be kaput. So. We'll see what happens. Either way, I've got it, you know, I got cloud saved, so I'm okay. It's just, um, 
yeah, it's just irritating because I'll get I'll I'll play through a section and then it'll just lock up. Every game but uh, Red Dead's doing it. Every game but Metal Gear Solid is uh, it'll freeze up after about ten minutes and then crash. So yeah, what stinks is like in a PS5 year, it's like what do you do? Yeah, and like. Do I buy another I know, one? I know what I would do. I would buy another one. <laughs> I know. I don't, think, I don't think that I can wait, uh, especially with, like, Last of Us on the Horizon. I, I can't. I don't think I can. I mean, I, if anything, that it would have to be, like, if I can't, if I, it, I'm hoping it's just, like, the hard drive or something, and I can uh, get it to work, because the wife's reaction was, are we getting another PlayStation? Like, or, or so so we get another PlayStation. It wasn't even a question. It was like, well, we're we're not gonna not have a PlayStation. Um, we've been playing that thing so much, and with it being PS5 year, she knows we're getting a PS5. So it may be something I get a PS4 and uh, and that one. Here you go, one, wife. Yeah, and and she. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna have a rotation of sorts. The PS5 is gonna go into the uh, into the main room and everything, but uh, we'll see what happens with the PS4. If it's this one or it's... another, I don't know. I'm hoping it's just like a hard drive or something, and I can get it you know i can swap it out i don't know it's too bad because uh the thing about near uh was uh i don't want to say it was overlooked because it's praised pretty highly it's mm -hmm. rated very highly so it wasn't like exactly overlooked but it came out of probably the best year in gaming of the last uh or at least of this generation yeah. you you could argue like the decade but 2017 was a huge year yeah. and near was a part of that huge year so i know a lot of people kind of kind of skipped it uh i think it's a little bit of an easy game um but outside of that the story is crazy mm -hmm. the the animation's cool there's a lot of uh like like patrick mentioned with deep lore so you could probably get it for relatively cheap now uh 20 bucks on, you, it was it was 20 bucks on sale last weekend yeah yeah so, so if, if you haven't played it and i definitely recommend that you try and at least finish one of the endings it has like a lot of endings um oh, you can you even get it in, oh yeah okay I played it. I played it in 2017. <laughs> so it's been a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a couple of years. Is the thing where I, I had her get it for my birthday or something. Okay. Um, but no, it has a lot of endings. Uh, there's even an ending at the very like beginning of the game. You know, this isn't spoilery because it's been out three years yeah. anyway. But uh, like you can ignore their instructions and just like walk a different direction or something and. You can end the game that way. It happens again after the first ending that you get. Mm -hmm. You can also ignore their instructions, and mm -hmm. they'll just be like, "Oh," and the credits will roll. Um, there's like a there's a bunch of many different endings that way, and then I think there's like three or four main endings. Um, yeah. So it's it's cool. It's it has a lot of replayability, especially if you're looking for that that RPG value. Yeah, that was the only scare with with it. Like was, I'm I'm really enjoying what I've been playing of it, but I know. This is a game that you know, like just like Metal Gear and and all, a lot of others, where I could take so much time into it. So, I foresee playing it until Final Fantasy comes out, and then that's all I'm going to be playing. Probably, I said spring and summer because I'll probably play it twice. Um, I may have to play something in between as a little buffer, but I'm I'm crazy like excited about this, like The Last of Us, yeah. Because or it's, like Ghost or like Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. Because we got other <laughs> things coming out. It's, it's gonna be. It's a great. It's a great uh, year for. I mean, it's not really the swan song of the PS4, but it kind of is. It's definitely. Um, is. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, I was gonna segue into some stuff earlier, but you know, we can we can just uh, segue into the first news topic. You want to take this one? You want me? To it's the news. 
we still haven't got like a drop mm-hmm. for the news. Yeah, but that's okay. We'll, we'll we'll come up with something. Uh, but uh, again, lots of interesting uh, kind of big news out here. And the first big one that I came with is was a little questionable for me, just based on uh, what happened last year. So. Mm-hmm. GameStop's body is ready uh, to turn the ship around, maybe, sort of, because they have added the legend uh, Reggie fils to their board of directors. Um, Reggie, uh, if you do not know who he is, uh, he's no stranger to helping lead companies, especially through, through like hard times, because uh, he's the former president uh, of Nintendo of America until just last year. That's right. And he also had uh, similar positions at uh, Pizza Hut and a few others. So he is... He has run the corporate gamut. Uh, uh, video games were not his his uh, what he started his career on, but man, did he have fun with it! I mean, we everyone gives him crap, but you know he had a lot of fun with it. He poked fun of himself, um, and I'm curious to see. I'm really curious to see what he's going to be able to do to reinvent. Uh, to reinvent GameStop, that's what it's going to take at this point. <laughs> how do you how do you stop the ship that's already sunk? It's not a sinking ship, and I say that with all love and respect to GameStop employees. And as much as I love going into a shop, I love. I was just ta- talking uh, before um, before we went live, talking about like I'll go and like walk around the mall or walk around Best Buy. Um, I love uh, being able to do that. Like I think it's growing up in a time where blockbuster was a thing um i like i like that environment i like to go and talk about video games to with people and it's going to be sad if gamestop goes away and not having that hub that you can do that yeah no i mean i I, there was a time um that i would like hang out at uh we had uh a cgx which was like a used game shop Mm -hmm. that, that also had like retro stuff um and then we had the GameStop whenever I was growing up, and I'd hang out there. And then I hit it. I hit a point where I just hate going to malls now, and I hate going to retail as much as I possibly can. Uh, so I don't know that I'll miss it. It is one of those things, though, for like kids that mm-hmm. I think is a definite, um, a definite uh, something that they should have. They should yeah. be able to go to a brick and mortar. The thing about this one that was just weird to me, though, was Reggie retired. Like, mm-hmm. he left Nintendo saying, I'm retiring. Yeah. I'm going to go hang out with my kids. Uh, you that, know, was it's been, that was his reason. That was his reason to retire, yeah. It's been fun, guys. So the weird thing about this to me is he's not being put in place at GameStop as a president. He's not being put in a... In a I know that the board has power, but mm-hmm. at the same time, they're the they're the board of directors they kind of i don't not that i've ever sat on a board or anything Mm -hmm. but it it seems to me that i don't know like it are they trying are they trying to just they added some other people too they added i think um a for a former president Mm -hmm. of petco uh so somebody who's good at retail uh as well um i just don't know what they're expecting to accomplish with these people who have done this before on the board instead of like being in the corporate structure and really doing something, maybe this is the most that they could get Reggie to do. And so maybe he'll just kind of be like, eh, that's a bad idea. I don't, 
yeah. like you said, the ship is sunk. And so unless you're going to put him into like this position of power, which I don't think he really wants to be in, it, it seems to me like he's just kind of doing it. But yeah, I, I agree. Um, he's, it's not going to be long, strenuous, stressful hours for him. He doesn't have to worry about traveling. So I think that this, it's opportune for him to, you know, take a paycheck, be able to do something, which he probably is bored. I mean, I, I get stir crazy if I don't work for like a week. Uh, so he's probably in that position where he's like, I just want to do something. I want to be productive. This is allowing him to do that. Um, and I will say they also made some, uh, changes or announcements in regards to how long people will be on the board or people will be in certain positions to basically saying like, they're going to be rotating, uh, people, in, people out to get fresh, uh, fresh faces in, which is, which is good. Cause if you sit and sit in that position like that for longer than say three, four or five years, actually I'd say four or five years. After that, you're kind of coasting and you need some fresh blood. You need some people who've, who've been in, actively in the market in a different level other than, uh, other than that. So yeah, um, weird, weird news, but, um, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm also interested in horizon zero dawn because it was once a rumor, but now is a fact Horizon Zero Dawn is making its way to PC this summer. So any of you people who are PC Master Race, you can still enjoy this game. It's a new head of Sony uh, Worldwide, Herman Holst. Uh, did I read the wrong one? Herman here? Holst. No, Herman uh, Holst. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was talking to the PlayStation blog about several things for the future of the company uh, and uh, confirmed this recent leak, um, which I also kind of segued, uh, had another bit in there because he was also talking about the future of uh, PlayStation and PS5 and said that they were going to continue to focus on strong narrative-driven single-player games, which this is a great example of. It's a, it's a huge, it's, it's a wonderful game. It's a, it was a great seller. I'm not saying it was one of the best sellers of, of, uh, for the, for the PlayStation. I don't know that offhand, but the last of us and other games like that have, and like this and God of War have proven that these narrative driven games will uh will sustain and in fact i think they're probably the reason playstation won this uh this round that won this this generation uh it's sold over 10 million okay so it did so it's it i'm I'm relatively sure and don't like quote me on this because i don't know if days gone hit that but i think they have like five of their first party exclusives that all hit over 10 million which is pretty impressive like spider-man definitely did uh horizon did god of war did um i'm maybe even last of us remastered did but i would have to check that one yeah um yeah i was just checking uh days i was i mean look yeah looking at the top uh the top games i mean playstation's exclusives we've been talking about that is what i think that's what cemented playstation for this for this uh generation that and the really terrible launch of the xbox one it's a great console it's a powerful console the xbox one x is an amazing console uh but sony's just showing their their focus here and that's not to say that they're not going to have the multiplayer games they're not going to have uh games uh you know like godfall we know godfall is going to be uh it's gearbox so we're going to have that that multiplayer aspect to it but um, I think Sony knows what their winning formula is. Uh, at least it was for PlayStation Four, and I'd say, I'd argue the PlayStation Three's best games are are that as well. Are the sing are those those uh, narrative single player games? 
Yeah, and, and I did want to uh, also note just about the PlayStation exclusives as well is that uh, in in that interview they also noted that uh, they're not saying no other future uh, no other exclusives are, that are going to come to PC, but right now they did say that Horizon's the only one that's planned. Now I th I think that he would say that anyway. Um, that that's not to say that like a Last of Us wouldn't come to to PC or anything like that. I think that that, that that's a possibility. Um, from what I did hear, though, that it has to do with a particular engine, and it's the engine that Horizon runs on. Uh, and I've meant to write down the name, but I forgot. But there's an engine that Horizon runs on that apparently runs on PC very well or is very portable. Um, and so Horizon, if if it's on, if it's made in that engine, there's a very there's a much stronger chance of that happening. But these these heads of uh, studios say this kind of, or in, in this case, companies uh, say this kind of stuff all the time. Like we have no plans for it. Like the Nintendo said that they didn't have plans for another Switch, and then the Switch Lite came out in that same year. Yeah. So, yeah. whenever they say that, like they have to kind of thing. I'm not saying that they're not, yeah. but I think I think I definitely do think that Horizon's going to test the waters, mm -hmm. and if it does well on PC, which it should, if you haven't played this game because you don't have a PlayStation and you're a PC person, play this game. It's mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, and they're going to mod the crap out of it, which is also probably going to make it pretty amazing. It already looks pretty good. I bet there's some modders out there that are going to make it look amazing. I bet if it does well, that that definitely opens the door a lot wider because Sony all about that money, baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're definitely going to make like they every single one of their studios. I mean, it's it's a long running joke now with Sony. Every single one of their studios is very good at, at single player games. Um, the, the the joke is that oh look another third person narrative based uh, video game that a Sony studio is doing. I do hope that even though they said that. Mm -hmm that they make a multiplayer game just something like you don't have to don't try and make yeah. a call of duty like yeah. don't try and make like like some crazy uh world war first person shooter or anything like do something in your wheelhouse like maybe put a story to it but i you know make some multiplayer i do yeah. hope they do a first person game in there maybe <laughs> yeah there, there's a lot of room in there for for other genres and i know that that sony studios master certain ones but i hope that they branch out a little bit with ps5 but or they could just keep paying other people to do it for them yeah i just i want to see i want to see more fun and whimsy like we got a little big planet and other games like that i thought that was really great um uh for for you know ps3 era at least um but i also want to know more about like first party games sorry not first party or exclusive games because like we're hearing like about senua's uh senua's uh sorry senua's saga i almost said senua's sacrifice but it's the second one like i'm still yeah. excited about that and knowing that's coming out on xbox like i know uh, neither one of them i don't know what's coming out on the on, on those new these new consoles that that makes me want to buy them i'm still going to buy a playstation but i would like to see that that hot that new hotness i want to i want to see it i want to i want to get ready for it my body is ready like and we're and those teeth graphics are so creepy uh, it, it's yeah her teeth her gums the freaking gums that's usually just ignored um yeah and it sounds like we're gonna have to we we may have to wait even longer or we're gonna get in a different way because e3 has been canceled since 1995 we've had electronic entertainment expo for 25 years and we we saw the writing on the wall even before coronavirus and everything else going on and we saw the writing on the wall this was antiquated it needed to evolve in one way or another 
and it's being forced to. Uh, E3 will not take place this year. <sighs> Are you still taking the week off? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, now what do I do? Um I mean, we are we are getting confirmation. Nintendo uh, was it? Uh, sorry, Nintendo hasn't said anything, but Phil Spencer said they'll have digital events. Ubisoft is going to have one. I, I am willing to bet that everyone is going to do digital events, whether or not they tell us they're going to do them. We're still going to get those the, uh, announcements that we would have heard seen. Uh, streamed. We will get it uh, as a digital event. I'd love for some nice package stuff. The way that uh, Devolver's been doing, the way that the way that N what Nintendo's been doing. Give me more of that. That's what I want. Uh, like, I mean, I want. I, uh, no, I don't want. I mean, I want, I'm going to take it. That's yeah. that's what's going to happen. I, I will take what happen. I like Devolver's thing because I don't think that they need that their level of games really needs to be on a stage. Sure. Um, no offense to Devolver. I've said many times on the show how much I love them. They are fantastic. They are one of the great indie publishers slash developers out there. Um, so this is not a knock on them for saying that they don't necessarily need a stage. Their direct style thing is is great. Um, Nintendo has, has come a long way in the last couple of years in their direct style. But we've seen that State of Play, for example, which Sony hasn't said anything anyway, they had pulled out at E3 long before this announcement that it was canceled. Their State of Plays leave a little something to be desired. They don't quite have it down yet. Microsoft is definitely, I, it's going, it's not going to be good. It's going to be fine. It's just yeah. like, I can already tell that just, they don't have experience doing it. Nintendo has been doing this now for, what, five years, six years? Mm -hmm. uh, and they're great at it now. Like, they have their, they have a cadence to them. They have this thing. Sometimes it's still a little cheesy and a little childlike, but that's just, you've gotten used to it. Yeah. Um, the thing that I'm going to miss, though, is there's something about the live element. There, like, where there's that little bit of room for a little bit of improv. You know, somebody says something in the crowd, and the person on the stage reacts to You're it. beautiful. Yeah, You're exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're breathtaking. Like, there's yeah. those moments that we're not going to get. Um, that is sad uh, for me. In terms of the AAA experiences, in terms of all these big companies, you're exactly right. They're all going to do something. But what uh, the people who get hurt in this, though, um, that not a lot of people think about is that uh, indie developers get a lot more out of the show than than people probably know. Like they they're there to showcase games and hopefully get deals. Like please representative look at our game and yeah. publish it for us please please let, please give us the money to finish it yeah um this and gdc both being canceled um is huge uh, uh somebody mentioned to me just that it can even be big for for AAA people too just you know people exposing their career because even though e3 is a great fan event now mm -hmm. e3 first and foremost is an industry show it was for the industry it was for the media it was to showcase uh, everything to the world, get everybody's opinions uh, to push that out. And we're just not going to get it now. And I think that we may have seen the last of E3. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think this will be it. I think that the industry will look back at this year and say, we did okay without E3. Um, and by the industry, I mean the big players. Are going to be fine because they had money to market everything else uh, otherwise 
and it will be a thing of the past, which is is sad. I, I like the live element; it's it's exciting. Um, we're getting other cancellations as the uh, NBA suspending, uh, which I, that was a crazy story. I I actually had to follow up on because you know I'm not a big sports guy, but uh, NBA, MLB, NHL, NCAA, NCAA just completely canceling March Madness. What the heck, man? Like. So that came South up. South uh, I, I can I can talk a little bit more about the sports thing. Sure. So the the it started with the NBA yesterday. Mm-hmm. There was a game where literally the announcers. So the, anybody who goes to a sports arena, they do have like an in arena announcer, the guy that like yells at the crowd and stuff. He just comes on the thing and is like, "Sorry, the game has been postponed. You guys are all safe, but the game is not going to happen. Sorry." Turns out one of the NBA players has uh, corona. And then today, another one of the players has corona. Mm-hmm. NBA suspends their season. After that, it's kind of a dominoes falling situation. The NHL then postponed their season. Major League Baseball season hasn't started yet. They're in the preseason right now, or what's called spring training. Mm-hmm. Spring training was canceled. Spring so training right is just over. By the way, yeah. it's right down the street from my house. Um, oh, you I have the Florida you know, League, but dude, uh, that's I, so the, awesome. The Phillies, the Phillies uh, are like, uh, yeah, yeah. So. You should. The Red Sox should be over there too, dude. You should go watch. I'd, I'd have to. I have to look. I was gonna say, like, I have to look. I'm actually like been like. I could go like right down the like the grapefruit league, man. Away. There's like, um, yeah, the Phillies practice around here, and there's some others that uh, that I think the Phillies are the ones that are like right down the street from my house. So, um, yeah, that's, like I'm like so, that's sorry, that's I'm jealous. Really cool. I, would, oh, no. I would go every year. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they just straight up canceled um, the rest of spring training and then postponed the beginning of their season. Major League Soccer postponed for I think I think it was at least four weeks. NCAA wasn't even doing the right thing necessarily they basically uh there's conferences inside there like every college is a part of a conference and they all have their tournaments this week to decide who's the the best in their conference and then the ncaa selects from that and that's how we get march madness yep uh all those tournaments were this weekend they slowly started being canceled 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 then uh duke one of the biggest basketball schools in the country can't, says they're not going to show up to March Madness whether they're picked or not. And then finally the NCAA was like, okay, March Madness is canceled. Yeah. Um, if, if you think that this is if you think this is overblown, look at what's happening in Italy. Like, look at what's happening in Italy. I'm trying to get, not to get depressing here, but yeah. like, it, it's, it is a rough, it is a very rough virus. Um, yes, it's preventable. We're trying to, they're basically canceling this is trying to slow the spread throughout the country and that's what it's about you slow it contain it make sure those who 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 can't afford to be sick don't get sick uh and wash your hands do all the things that you need to do like majority of us hopefully will be okay some of us may get sick and we'll get you know be a rough uh it'll be like a rough upper respiratory infection which i don't know if you've had have you ever had bronchitis or pneumonia or anything like that i've had the flu Dude, I had I had bronchitis and pneumonia like simultaneously, and I thought I was gonna die. So, this is worse than that. Um, 
it's, yeah. it's, it's rough. Yeah. And it, there's a lot of people, if, again, he mentioned the overblownness. I mean, uh, that's somebody in the, the chat mentioned it. I put it on here as well. This this comes on the heel at like South by, South, South by, by Southwest South was closed. Coachella was postponed. Uh, there was a big rodeo that happens in Houston every year. They stopped that right in the middle of it. Um, you had and, suspended and, air travel to Europe. Yeah, that happened <laughs> just last night. Like, Again, this isn't our area to cover, but I want to say, like, we've been slowly talking about it affecting the games industry, and this just in the last 48 hours has really started to to show up um, everywhere. Yeah. And it stinks, and it's, it's something where your heart really goes out for a lot of people. We're talking about millions of dollars that are not coming yeah. in um, as a billions, result of all this stuff. Billions. And we're talking about hourly employees. A lot of people are like, huh, rich people aren't going to get rich. But hourly employees, I'm an hourly employee. Yeah. And so it stinks. Uh, I'm thinking about you guys. If if you're uh, affected by that, I just wanted to bring it up, obviously because E3 is a big deal, and yeah. that's like my favorite time of year. So I was already a little bummed about that. But just overall... You know, be safe. Yeah. You can. We'll we'll still be here. Luckily, me and me and Patrick don't go anywhere. We don't leave our our secluded this is, areas. This I is where... I stay in this box. <laughs> this I is stay. It. Yep. You're seeing I, where I'm we in work. This, I am in this room for <laughs> at least nine hours a day. Yep. yep. I'm, so I'm we will continue ten, bringing the game. I'm ten or eleven, off and on, uh, every day. It gets grueling. Uh, and then I come back to do the show because because we love you guys and we're gonna get through this. Uh, if anything, uh, take that time to to you know go through your backlog of video games and do a backlog blowout. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Speaking of uh, speaking of video games, because we talk about video games on the show, other than coronavirus, uh, on a lighthearted note, March tenth, also known as Mario Day, uh, just passed, and we got an announcement. Uh, along with the digital and physical sales of Nintendo games at, at uh, various retail outlets in the eShop and everything, Lego and Nintendo have partnered with Lego Mario. So I, all... I had to end on this because look how adorable that it's, Mario is. Okay, it's 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 adorable. <laughs> the Bowser, the Bowser is adorable, and the fact that whatever whatever RFID or something that's allowing it to change. Because I at first when I first saw screenshots, I thought they were digitally. Uh, adjusting it, I didn't realize that's there's a little, uh, little LED uh, display inside of inside of him. With I'm assuming RFID for it to recognize where he is. Um, I I may have to get this. May I? I, I mean, I, I feel I'm getting like, this. There is no may. Well, this is so sets. stupidly there's, cute. It's 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 adorable. I think like I I could probably set it all up. Um, it's. I, I, what I'm hoping for, in addition to this, I'm hoping to to see a game tie-in, uh, which you know, because it said it said uh, eShop, um, so it wasn't just retail. So you can't sell this through the eShop. So something else is going on. I hope it's not just buying digital currency of, or digital upgrades or something like that to Mario. I hope I don't getting, think so. Yeah, I hope there's some type of game element. Um, Lego's not, pretty clean that way. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, well, I just, let, just hoping. Uh, yeah, go ahead. As big of a company and stuff as Lego is, they they generally do right. Like yeah. you don't really hear of Lego like doing wrong by the public. So I don't think that they would enter this partnership. And Nintendo isn't really that scummy either. And so, yeah. uh, you're. I mean, you could be right. There could be something to it. But I mean, I, I know for ninety nine percent of fact in my mind. I'm just guessing again. But ninety nine percent fact is what I'm going to call it. That. 
you're going to be able to buy the set and it's going to be just fine even if you do absolutely nothing to it oh sure oh no it'll, it'll still be fun but my question like is more of uh if are we going to get a video game tie-in how quickly are we going to hear about that maybe that was what is going to be announced around e3 um what if they sure. added it as a part of mario maker 2 Ooh. like adding like a lego dlc to mario so like, maker 2 just just free if you bought the set like rfid it that like, would be cool, cool. yeah it. if it had like an amiibo card in it that'd be amazing that the, nintendo awesome. do that like i know you, you can wanna, take our idea dip. yeah i know you want to double dip and you want to sell I'm, the game as well as it but seriously you will you will sell so many of these if you're like you'll sell that and you'll sell more mario maker too i'll go buy mario maker 2 i haven't bought mario maker 2 yet i need to i know nintendo listens to this show because we're a super popular podcast mm -hmm. so nintendo you can have this idea i won't even charge you for it exactly exactly you know i think i think i'm good with the news right now I think it's time for some Star Wars. Ah, Star Wars! Nothing but Star Wars! Give me the Star Wars! Don't let them end! We're gonna spoil Mandalorian here. Um, spoilers to our spoilers. I, I loved it. It, it. There was a dip in the middle where I wasn't quite sure. I was still enjoying it, but after watching the entire season, I, I, it was, it was wonderful. It was exactly what I wanted. Started strong, ended strong. Yes. Yes. And uh, real quick side note, by the way, if you haven't seen the behind the scenes of how they did the digital effects for Mandalorian, go check that out. I forgot to cue that up here because instead of doing green screen, they have a giant high def LED screen that they act around. So instead of the backgrounds being added afterwards, they're added during, or in some cases foregrounds, and you can see the reflection on his helmet is a reflection of the LED. So they could explore and see what was going to, what was around them. So I think that's the reason they were able to kick it out. Uh, they just finished filming season two, by the way, and season two mm -hmm. is coming out in November. I think that's one of the ways they're able to do this. And they're doing it with the Unreal Engine, by the way. Really? Yeah, I don't know that. That's cool. Yeah. What are they doing? They're doing the they're doing the backgrounds with the Unreal. Backgrounds, yeah. So the backgrounds, everything's been done be, because uh, essentially, if you sh when they shift the camera, it registers the 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 uh, the difference in viewpoint of how it would be if you shifted if you actually moved in that in, in that environment. So the so you, just like in a video game, if you move the background and everything around you moves, um, it's using that same type of technology synced to the camera. Um, it's it's pretty amazing. I just I've, I find I think it's funny. We've done it in a very high tech way, but we're back to where we were with King Kong with the, uh, the screens behind people. Yeah, uh, and honestly, the it looked pretty great in terms of yeah. how they did the first season. I couldn't have, you know, I'm not an expert anyway, so I wouldn't have been able to necessarily tell you what was fake or real. Like, you know, there, there's obvious times where it's like a good uh, a good backdrop, but some of the set pieces mm -hmm. throughout this show are so good. The only the only thing that I had, or not the, I have lots of issues with this show. There's lots of things I love about the show, but the thing when can we just can we get a non-desert planet yeah. that is like the main like i get it Tatooine. we got you know we got jakku like and then we get yet another 
desert now they do leave which is great yeah um it's just the fact that it like it started and ended back with this this desert planet action and that was kind of just like come on guys yeah. I, I was I was okay. I was okay on and I by, by the way I got the notes over here so we can like reference it. Uh was it episode five when they go back to yeah, episode five they go back to Tatooine, like or they, they go to Tatooine, which yeah. we had not been at. But in episode the end of episode one, episode two, so much uh play in the desert worlds. Um Star Wars is filled with an infinite amount of environments so we can we can have more jungles we can have uh, i don't mind if it's all interior shots i really don't mind something more like a best spin give me some more coruscant uh there's a lot of places or give me give me new places that i that i had no idea existed um i yeah i i i will agree with that um man some more coruscant dude we have, we don't know what's going on in coruscant i don't know if you read the leaked uh script for nine that the the thing that could have happened did you come across that by the way no i didn't no. we'll talk more about that when we talk about nine uh yeah. like next week or something but th look it up it's okay. it's very fascinating but one of the things that was most fascinating to me was that there's a chance that if it had gone the other direction uh that this other guy wrote um that Curasant would have been involved we haven't been back to Curasant since uh episode three yep uh, 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 uh Revenge counting, of the Sith. Yeah, not counting the special edition where we see the 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 statue topple. Yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, I blocked that on my memory. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I haven't watched the special edition in ten years. Um, I yeah, let's go back. Let's see what's going yeah. on. What, what, yeah. what, what's what's the what's the busy city planet doing? Anyways, back to yeah. But no, I'll agree. We started strong. We had. We had, by the way, cameos after cameos after cameos here. Uh, in the first episode, Brian Posehn was a cameo for the as the uh, the speeder driver. He's a comedian. Uh, but the first two episodes, I'm really glad they bundled these together uh, because the waiting too long for this would have been would have been crazy. We got to see them. We got to see the first episode, seeing uh, who the Mandalorian is or kind of his his you know what he does. We don't really know fully who he is. But uh, getting him, getting him, uh, his bo the bounty that ends up being the child uh, in the end, ending of the episode, um, I think it was a great way to to start off the season. And the second episode, I think, kind of filled it out to say, okay, now we know he he has more of a heart, uh, and he's you know it's not just uh, it's not just a it should have been just a job for him, but it, it, we knew it's gonna, we know it's going to be more than a job. Seeing what he does for uh, for the little guy in episode two. There, first of all, IG eleven. Even yes. though even though everybody at first thought it was going to be IG eighty eight, which would have been an, a, an awesome thing, but I'm pretty sure IG eighty eight is dead. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, it's not to say that like his positronic matrix or whatever they call it uh, is that Star Trek that I'm saying oh, yeah, uh, could it could have been. I think that's data. Uh, not to say that IG eighty eight's thing couldn't have been recovered and put into a new IG unit, but I don't think it works that way for them. But this is IG eleven. You see that they work very similarly. IG eleven was dope. Yeah. He was, he was so, was cool. so good. That's where, like, I thought that they were really setting like a tone for like this is gonna be awesome. Not that the show wasn't awesome, but like they they bring him in, and he's going for the same bounty at first, and just the you know uh, the 
the proposal is acceptable type. I can't remember the exact line because now I'm saying uh, the men in black line because uh, yeah. that's from men in black. But like, the, you know, those are acceptable terms like that. Yeah. That whole shootout situation where we we were definitely seeing uh, the first of many shootouts, by the mm -hmm. way, where we were seeing that Western style Star Wars yeah. like that. It made me think of Firefly in a way, just because yes. just wild, crazy stuff was going on in this kind of like dead zoned area. Um, wild and crazy stuff, but realistic cool. stuff in yeah. the fantasy environment. Realist, realism in a way that a lot of fantasy doesn't show. And I think that's one thing that, that Star Wars does well when Star Wars is, is excelling is it, it you're seeing something that could really happen given this situation. Uh, and yeah, IG-11's uh, repeated attempts to self-destruct were hilarious. And I love, I love that not only did we get to see him return, because uh, when, he, when he was gone at the end of this episode, I was, I was happy that, that uh, Mando shoots him. Because you think that the shot is going to be killing the child, um, I'm happy that he that it was the shot to IG11. You don't think it's going to be killing the child? You didn't even have a second. Like there was no way that you thought he shot the child. No, I thought like IG11 may have shot. Oh, okay. like like a shot happens. You're like, what? What's going on? It's that that type of situation. Um, and I was really happy that IG-11 comes back, and I was happy that we got the self-destruct. Like, we got to see that seed uh, come to its fruition, which happens repeatedly in The Mandalorian. You see something set up early on, and then you have a payoff. Um, and uh, another—I I jump a little bit further here. Uh, there's a, uh, When you get to see the other Mandalorians, uh, there's a jetpack, and he says, I gotta get me one of those. And he gets one. <laughs> What you it's don't like the worst the line? I hit no, I hit the line. <laughs> yeah, it was corny, but like it's I the like most overused line of all yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. it's an Independence Day. It, you know, it's uh, Will Smith. The, I've got I've got to get me one of these. Was that what, was that Iron Man? Wasn't that what he said about uh, about Black Widow? Something like that. Uh, I need Black one. Widow? I think he says I need one. Oh yeah, he's yeah. When she's like, when she's sparring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> the. Sorry, just that line. Yeah, I, sure. I sure. did. I did think it was really cool how they put the jetpack in there, though. In terms of like it may like I like the fleshed out thing of this Mandalorian nature, where like everything is part of this code system. Like you earn pieces of armor, yes. you earn the right to have a jetpack. Like you kind of, it's kind of like this level up nature to being a Mandalorian um, and was a really cool aspect. Yeah, and the choosing of the path. And this is the, the I love that this is the way is now, has now become a thing. It was sure. it's very, very simple, very straightforward. But but there's something about that creed and something about the, the way that they, um, their practices that are very easy to understand because you have people who I have friends of mine who weren't really big of fans of Star Wars until Mandalorian and absolutely loved I know that's crazy but like they loved Mandalorian they loved the environment they didn't know what Mandalorians were they just thought it was going to be like Boba Fett or something and I will say I will I will be honest that those people who are more casual the child is what hooked them but they kept watching for the rest of the story. It wasn't just, it wasn't just everybody. for the child. Yeah. Everyone went nuts for baby Yoda and we still are nuts for him. I'm waiting for my black series figure. Who's going to go up here. I'm waiting for, uh, I'm probably gonna have to get that, uh, that, uh, the interactive one that they're selling. It's like a Furby like thing. I don't know if you saw that. It's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. But I kind of want one. Um, <laughs> 
I, I may get the plush. I will say uh, our dog does have a, it's not a baby Yoda. Our dog has, does have a Yoda dog toy, um, which is like, I'm not going to buy a baby Yoda for, unless there's a baby Yoda dog toy, there should be a baby Yoda, Yoda dog toy, by the way. Um, I would buy But then one your dog would be like chewing on baby Yoda. That'd be sad. Okay. She, well, she carries around her stuffed animals like they're her babies. Um, she doesn't like rip them up. So they uh, sometimes... Joe, they, Joe yeah. destroys his. Oh. Yeah, uh, Junebug does, but Ridley Ridley doesn't, and Ridley's the one who's toy-driven. June just kind of hangs out with us, and she doesn't really care about toys as much. Uh, but Ridley carries around her her toys. Uh, if they're stuffed animals, they're like her babies. So she has a little baby Yoda that she brings. It's her baby. It's not baby Yoda. Um, there are a lot of... There's so many... Um, I wouldn't even say deep cuts, but this show proved... Uh, Favreau's love for Star Wars. You have things like uh, Trandoshans and Jawas showing up. Trandoshans are, are the uh, lizard-like creature that looked like Boss the Bounty Hunter in, episode, in uh, Empire. For those who aren't crazy Star Wars nerds like us, um, yet the Jawas actually stripping a uh, yeah stripping the uh, the um, ship of parts. That was crazy. It was really cool seeing seeing Jawas doing more than just selling parts. <laughs> What? that was nuts to just have him come back to the ship and it's just gone like he like dead. goes up and like the f <laughs> it's 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 great that in terms of like uh, the the helmet in nature where like yes. there is no facial expression that yeah. you can see like you just have to guess what his facial expression yeah. is under the mask like that's a i think that's a continued added like physical element that's like yeah. it's a physical not physical comedy so much but it's just a physical element yeah. that you have to make up in your own mind of mm -hmm. like what what, what what did he just like look at his ship and just yep. and there's subtle <laughs> movements I'll, I'll give it to pedro pascal for this because there's subtle movements that he does that you get you get what he's feeling you get what he's going through and this is a person who is who a character who is extremely stoic but he's starting to 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 feel he's starting to think about things other than himself and other than being a mandalorian and being the best at, at what he does um which the beginning of the of the first episodes, he's just like, "What's my next bounty? What's my next bounty? I need more money." That's all it was. I need a all, puck. All it was, yeah. I need a puck. Um, I loved the the fight in episode two. Um, get you get to see uh, Baby Yoda using some power. Um, I loved that. I loved the the payoff that the Jawas just wanted to eat the egg. Like you thought it was something that they worship, but now it was just like they wanted a treat. Hey man, <laughs> eggs are delicious. I get it. They are. They are. So I, th I thought that was funny. But um, what did you think when when uh, Mandalorian, like when, when uh, I for keep forgetting his name, um, when he handed over the child he, he to... He's just called Mando. Clone, I mean, he has yeah. a name, but like his name isn't important. Yeah. When he handed uh. over the child to... Um, to the client i knew that wasn't the end no yeah but did you think he had like an ulterior plan because he he didn't but no what did, you, what did you think no i think that again he played it really well uh in terms of, of acting it and like in terms of like the writing like obviously as star wars people and it's just an obvious thing to the tv show like he's not going to leave the kid behind yeah. but it's like like it's a baby yoda like we don't know what yoda's called yet we still don't to this day don't know Yoda species, so that's why he's called Baby Yoda, or just simply called the child. But uh, we know that introducing a figure like that into this universe, like that, that character is not going away. Nothing's like going to happen to it, even whenever bad stuff is happening to it. But really, uh, you could definitely see where, like, 
because he has a code problem here. His code says, you know, what to do about bounties. Like, you're not supposed to care. You know, like, the bounty's the bounty. That's just the way it is. You take the bounty, you yeah. do the bounty. It's just and a piece so, of paper. It's just a piece then of he, paper. But yeah. he has another code in with him of just children. Like, you know, and I think women might be a, a smaller part of it, but, like, mainly children, I think, yeah. is uh, as we later find out based on his own history, mm-hmm. uh, that he's like, well... You know, what do I do? And ultimately, we see, you know, what's going to win out. But uh, I think it was done the right way yeah. uh, in terms of the writing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You, because he had to have that self-realization, which he continues to to grow throughout the season and, and understanding he's... He's reluctant. I mean, he he takes you know the the ending of episode three. He's taken the child back with the help of the other Mandalorians. He's taken them back. We've uh, from uh, from the client from the uh, from all of his bodyguards and everything. But when we see him in the next episodes, we see he's the the reluctant father figure, um, which is hilarious. It's wonderfully done. But he. He knows that uh, it was the right thing to do, but he doesn't know what to do with the kid, uh, which I really liked seeing that, which in hindsight, looking back at this in episode four being there's the episode with the farming village and everything, you got to see him growing. You got to see him looking at the other children in the, in the farm uh, and seeing seeing the child play with the children in the farm, I think was one of the things that kind of solidified where he's like, I have to protect him. I have to do everything that I can to protect him and get him to, to safety, um, which is technically his next mission. I think that was, I think that was I think that was always like his goal was always to get rid of it, but get rid of him safely. Yeah. Um, uh, I th- I do think it's a little strange how naive they made him. Yeah. Um, thinking that especially after he sees the kid's power. Uh, so the kid lifts up this giant beast that almost is like going to gore you or, you know, at least do some serious damage to you and like, you know, helps you in a fight. Uh, you think that kid's going to be safe? Um, I think, uh, again, I know it's just the way he was written, but I think it was a little strange to write him that way. Like he's, he, again, we see later he'd been through some stuff. And after, uh, after the fight that he had to get him. Yeah, yeah I, I, he thought he was safe hiding out on the planet with uh, Cara Dune, who's who meet in that episode. By the way, again, waited a while to to get introduced to these main characters, which has a payoff uh, towards the end. But um, I liked I liked her. Not that I didn't think that I would like her, but I really liked the interaction between between the two of them. In there's like there's respect and also of of what the other person does or has done. Um, and I thought, I thought that was cool. You talking about Cara Dune? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was a little worried about her being in the show cause she's not much of, uh, not much of an actress. actor generally. Yeah. She's a, uh, I think it's Gina Car- Carano. Yeah. She, she's a former kickboxer. So like, she's an actual like fighter, um, who I think she was in like a fast and the furious movie. Like yeah. I, who knows what else? Uh, I don't know what else she's been in. Something like that. Uh, not, not a lot. Yeah, yeah. And she so gets I was casting. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little worried about her being in the show, but she actually does a pretty good job being what she is. She's a, a a former shock trooper, which was cool. I think that that was um, a really cool role to put her in, especially after 
after watching like Clone Wars and stuff where you see generally speaking like you know a lot of troopers are guys but she fought for the rebellion and she was you know a badass one at that so i thought that that was cool uh giving giving man giving mando like an equal uh in terms of um experience yeah uh and ability uh was was cool somebody for him to play off that like they that you know I, without even knowing her, I know just based on this this small interaction with her, she's as good as I am, give or take. And you know, it's a it's a good teammate to have along. Yeah. Um, that ended up being a really uh, good part of the uh, of the season. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. Ha- he knew. He knew he didn't have that. She could pull her own weight in in a fight. Um, yeah. Immediately, immediate respect, which I really liked. And um, I will say the best part of this episode, though. Uh, other than the the Yoda drinking drinking uh, broth m- meme, which I, I love, was the uh, the ATST. Sure, the ATST fight was amazing because we we have only seen we've seen them in the background in Empire, and we've seen them in Return of the Jedi. And in Return of the Jedi, they're walking around, and then the Ewoks just destroy them. We ne- we don't get to see how amazing these weapons are, and it just completely wrecks everything. I loved it. Yeah, and I like the fact that they did a similar way of beating it, uh-huh. um, where like just like the Ewoks had to go, you know, environmental on them, they yeah. did as well, where they had to, to to drag it in. I like the idea of of Empire Tech just mm-hmm. kind of being left all over the outer room, and just like people, <laughs> whoever whoever can use it, it wouldn't shock me if there was like. Yeah, you know, uh, a star destroyer or something out there that's just being held by by some crew of bandits uh that would be fun to see but yeah it was cool yeah yeah and we're kind of rushing through this so i apologize but we could we could talk for hours on these but um yeah the it's just uh, for fun. yeah it's just for fun yeah so the the next the next episode the ending of this episode is where i got hooked but this is the episode on on tatooine um he reluctantly lands there after his his ship is uh is you know is um almost said injured <laughs> his yeah. ship takes damage he has to land on Tatooine in uh, landing in most Isley um again him having to you know the the idea of the, people are still coming after the child um we got lots of fan service in this episode though we got the most Isley cantina we got Han Solo's table I don't know if you noticed that yeah, because it was like little things like they were like all over it, um, and I liked Mando speaking to the uh, the Tuscan Raiders. I thought that was really cool. I don't know if you knew the uh, actor who was playing Tuscan Raider is also deaf. No. So so, I just thought that was Did that was cool. That. So like they they kind of have a sign language and uh, they picked an actor uh, who is uh, hearing impaired. So I thought that was cool. But anyways, good. I think the fan service is the only good part of this episode, to be honest with you. Like this, ep- I thought this episode was not good. Yeah, uh, the fan service <laughs> probably my least favorite one. No, I agree, the fan service, but the very end because the so the very and I'll I'll speed through this because it's like he's getting a bounty uh, and he's helping a rookie. They don't realize that he's not part of the guild anymore. Blah blah blah. There's a double cross, but the sniper who who they're trying to take out someone goes up to her body at the end and as, when that happened people were saying oh it's boba fett it's boba fett i don't even remember did we ever even see who it was i don't think we ever got that payoff did we 
Uh, am I, am I, I forgetting? Think so. Yeah. While you while you double check that, I'll 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 vi- va- uh, vamp a little bit about this. So, the the sniper was played by Ming Na Wen, which was uh, yeah, one of the baby. good things about about the episode. Um, but I will say, yeah, it's a lot of fan service. We're back on Tatooine. We didn't have to be there. Um, the uh, what's her face? Uh, Amy Sedaris played the. Uh, the tech who is fixing up his uh, his ship, which you may know from Stra- uh, Strangers with Candy, um, but other than that, it wasn't it wasn't a great episode. I felt like it was like a, it was trying to lead into something, and it barely it hooked me at the end, but only because I was trying to figure out who that person could be, and the internet was speculating like crazy. I don't think that we ever got a payoff on that though. Or confirmation. Uh, Maybe I'm we wrong. don't know yet, but fans have a pretty good idea. I don't think we ever did. Okay, so the the rumor around the internet, and I guess it's still the rumor, is that that was Boba Fett. Um, I wouldn't mind that. I would. I would not mind seeing. Uh, I don't. I just don't want it to be the Boba Fett show. I love Mando. I love what he's doing. Uh, but I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Boba Fett versus Mando. Like that would be crazy. I don't know. No? <laughs> uh, I, I think I think Boba Fett's good. To, like honestly, I think I think I don't like you know I don't like the term overrated. I think yeah. that Boba Fett's ext- entirely overrated. Like yeah, I oh, think yeah. that he fails so often, and if you've watched the Clone Wars, yeah. like he fails as a kid so often, and obviously he's a bad guy. He's supposed to fail. It's just yeah. a part of like the the bad guy lore. But like he continually stinks. Like his his bright shining moment is tracking. Uh, Han Solo to Bespin, yes. and then after that, he is useless, and he just hangs out at Jabba's palace, and like, you know, he fought like he gets his jetpack sliced by a lightsaber, and it's over. Like, if you read any of the uh, now non-canon mm-hmm. books, we do know that he crawled out uh, of the Sarlacc pit um, later. I don't know how. I don't remember how long it is, but like, he has to get new new Mandalorian armor and stuff, but. So, I'm not saying that John Favreau wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's just I hope that if he does do it, it's a very small thing. I don't want, so I don't really want over. Boba to be yeah. a focus. Yeah, no, I, I I'm in agreement with that, and I don't think it will. I don't think he will. Um, I don't think he'll be a focus. I think the focus will be on uh, Moff Gideon, who we'll we'll get to here. Um, the The next episode is another one of those ones that it just felt like the episode of the week it was the monster of the week it was the it was the random episode in star trek that has nothing to do with the main plot but we keep going to these random planets uh it was cool to see a team up uh it was a team up of uh you know very guardians of the galaxy galaxy a bunch of misfits together uh doing a prison break um but i mean i don't know i don't know how you felt about it like it was it was actiony but a lot know. of people love this episode, and I, this is just where, like, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be a contrarian when I say that I didn't sure. care for it. The the action was cool. The the yes, the, there was a very cool like five minutes mm-hmm. of that of that episode where uh, after they've already turned on him uh, and he's hunting them, mm-hmm. that was super dope like yes. just everything about that the darkness flashing on like the silently like taking people like and these are all trained killers so like they kind of know what's coming but at the same time he's still winning um 
that was that was awesome that like that that part of the episode was cool the rest of it though i'm just like why is this happening like why this is a a eight episode season and i'm perfectly fine with it being seven episodes to not have this episode yeah i kept i was i was literally yelling get on with it like monty python style in some of these in some of these episodes where i'm like i just i want to know what's happening with the main with the main plot and we had to wait until the next episode we're on episode 7 now where we see things coming together we get uh we get grief uh cargo who i had to look up his name cuz it's carl weathers every time i see him it's carl weathers um <laughs> so we get him and he's saying look i'm i'm I'm, uh, I'm turning on the client. I'm, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, take him out, whatever. And we get the, we finally get the team up that we've been waiting for. Cause there are moments leading up to this where he extends, or you think that for instance, car is going to join his team and she doesn't, you think that, um, I forgot the guy's name. I, I didn't write it down here, but the, uh, the guy who, um, who helped Mando in episode one, uh, riding the beasts. And then he reprograms IG 11, uh, it's played uh, by Nick Nolte. Kujul or cool. Some, some like that. So like, you're like, Oh, he's going to be part of the crew. Oh no, he's not. Oh, she's going to be part of the crew. Oh no, she's not. And then now we actually get all those people that you wanted to be part of the crew. Or at least most of the people you wanted to be part of the crew are all together. Um, oh, shit. Part of the crew. it was so cool so cool yeah um that was it was definitely like a thing where you know all these people who like really want to work alone mm -hmm. um they end up not working alone and like yeah. that was cool that was a cool part of it that everybody's cool with like trying to save this kid because yeah. they know i i i do think it's interesting that mm -hmm. Everybody would just kind of be like, "Yeah, okay, like fine." Yeah. Well, you know, what do I what do I have better to do? But at the same time, I can't see that in like a, a Western setting, yeah. where it's just like, well, you know, I'm not doing anything else. You know, it's Tuesday. <laughs> what do I? You know, I don't have anything scheduled today. So yeah. you know, I'll, sure, I'll come help save yeah. this kid. I, I think it worked in different ways. Like everyone, people had their own um, their own reasons uh, to do it, other than just the you know, it's the child. Uh, we find out that. Um, you know, and the, and the child ends up getting captured uh, at the end of the episode uh, with because they're tra they're essentially Moff Gideon created a trap. Which, by the way, I love that actor's name. I forgot it. I, I love the actor. I forgot his name. Uh, he's Gus in Breaking Bad. Uh, um, he's got is Esposito. Esposito is the last name. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Giancarlo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, he's awesome. He's such a good stoic actor. Like we're watching the I don't know if you watch Better Call Saul. He's really good in Better Call Saul also because yeah. you get to see how the, the meth labs being done and he's a, a big part of it. But man, he's yeah. so good. He like it might be a type, but at mm -hmm. the same time, when you're really, really good at that type, like go ahead and be that type. man. Yeah, just go, go, go all in on it. Go all in. <laughs> yeah. Like seeing him, he set up a trap. And he knew he knew the child wasn't with him. Got some stormtroopers to to capture. Like it was, it was like this is this is crazy. This was the classic cliffhanger that had everyone freaking out in in a way that normally I joke about. Like ah, oh, it's just a cliffhanger. I'm like, is that it? Like is that it for the child? Like are we not going to see him? Because from a writing perspective, I was worried. I still am worried that the is the show is the child as opposed to the Mandalorian. Um, totally. So is. I thought I yeah. So I thought like maybe they're gonna get, the they're gonna take him out so that way 
he's not visible. Maybe he's not dead, but he has to he has to retrieve him in the next season. Uh, but we thankfully we got him we got him back in the episode eight, which is the best opening of any episode, by the way. Yeah, even though even though it's definitely like the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian does like all the acting because the the child doesn't talk. Um, the the animatronics for the child are are great, so but good. the show is totally child, it, especially Zale. It's like it's not a criticism. It's just a, a thing that's like hard for me because I know we're going to get some origin uh, in sure. season two, or at least supposedly we're going to get some origin in season two of him, and that's what I really want. I want lore. Um, as opposed to him, I don't actually really care uh, about it, other than that he's there for the memes and the laws, and, oh, for, and that's for, cool. For uh, Yoda, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I hope they don't fill out too much. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do want the lore though. Like, sure. I would love for I would love for Mandalorian to figure out where he's from. We like go, you know, if there's any existing of the species, we go meet them. Like we talk to them. Like I want all of that to happen. Yeah. Um, or the child can start talking too. That would be cool. Uh, Just, you know, I want him to have more character than just, you know, uh, anyway, that's just me. But the best scene in the entire season, (laughs) hands down, is that stormtrooper thing at the beginning. Yeah. Other than him hitting the kid, that was a little sad. It, well, I, I think he needed to. Like, it was just showing, like, that disregard for everything. You needed that opposite end where yeah. where the Mando and crew, lo- uh, you know, love and care for the child, and the, they do not care. All they care about is making sure that, that, that the moth is happy and yeah. that, uh, that they did their job. That's all they care about. Watching them uh, banter and miss trying to shoot a can was great i, I just love the, just the little the the shake like yeah. the pistol shake makes it where it's like the guy's like missing he's like all right fine i'll shoot the can and then he's like can't shoot the, there's gotta be something wrong with this thing like yeah. and just just the fact that there's like a rattle to the it was it was beautiful it was brilliant it was it was just long enough oh i was so happy about it and of course we we get the child back ig11 uh coming back who has been reprogrammed as a nanny droid but he is uh he still has his uh his uh, weaponry he still has his attacks um getting to see some more uh mando's backstory and i apologize we're gonna speed through this as well because we had a wrap up but this the the action sequences in this episode getting to see them escape to escape to escape getting to we're we're out of danger no we're not we're out of danger we're not the classic uh stress of of trying to get out of uh, an unwinnable situation i thought was great and it had some had some great callbacks to uh to situations like like i mentioned that uh uh things that have been set up earlier yeah i think there's probably like it's hard to it's hard to skip over some of this stuff. I think I it's know. a. I think it's an episode you have to see just because it is very like actiony. We do get to see Mando, Mando's face. Um, his name's Din Djarin, by the way. Okay. Um, that was the the thing. Um, there, there's a lot in there. Uh, the thing that is honestly the 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 coolest thing for me. Yeah. Uh, is dark saber. Yes. Yeah. Getting to see that. I don't know what you know about Darksaber, by the way. I know a little bit about it, but getting to see that in person is, is, is great. It's showing the love for what is Star Wars lore now, you know, where the expanded universe is now, is now legends 
and now we're getting to see that love of of Clone Wars and Rebels getting to see that into into TV and I, I'm I'm absolutely happy. Uh, I, I love it. I do not know a lot about it. I know a little bit about, uh, but I, give, see, I knew I, I, I recognized taste. it. I yeah. recognized it. Sorry, I can give you a taste. So the dark saber. By the way, uh, you could this this has roots in Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, I think that there is some uh, expanded universe stuff, but it's in canon now. Uh, the dark saber was the the lightsaber of, uh, of of a Mandalorian, like the first Mandalorian leader, and I think oh. that he was a Jedi at one point. But then after that first person, it just became like this sword that like you know a leader of the Mandalorian used, and it was lost for a long time. Uh, and then it's found, um, and it is not ever wielded by any force users uh after that first person that we don't really know much about but so it's just a it's basically just a is a lightsaber that looks sweet yeah. that mandalorians use as a sword because they're obvious like they're not force users and um it becomes a symbol for them uh and so the fact that they're bringing that into a lore about the show called mandalorian yeah. is, is pretty cool because very fitting. It, yeah. that means potentially uh in terms of a future in stuff that means like they could be um they could be painting a thing where like uh mando becomes the leader of the mandalorians like that's a that's a thing that could happen or maybe there is some leader that he like maybe he doesn't want the responsibility so he's going to get dark saber for for somebody else there's a lot of stuff that they could do with it um it, I, that's where like it's one of those fun things like whenever you get to clone wars you're going to see it pop up and whenever you yeah. get to rebels you're going to see it pop up it pops up a lot in in rebels um it's cool uh what do you think of like the mandalorians just showing up like twice <laughs> I, in I terms of like more. using them yeah. Yeah, they used him as a tool, like that, to save the day twice. I think I think that was my only problem was that they were there just to save the day. Um, yeah, I am. I, I want to see more Mandalorians, but at the same time, it is the Mandalorian. It is about it is about our our buddy, and uh, getting to see Den do these things. That's what I want to see. I would like to see more of them. In, in a sense where they're not uh, like when you got to see the scene of them making the uh, the armor um, when he gets the uh, Beskar steel like getting to see him yeah. make the armor getting to see all of that like I really loved that I absolutely loved that so I would like to see more of that I hope that we get to see the blacksmith uh, again she was awesome uh, as, as soon as you were saying like you know maybe there's someone else who's going to become a leader like I could see him him like choosing her and being like, no, you're right for the job. Um, but I, I, I don't like, I didn't like them being used just to, just to save the day. And that's kind of what, what we got. Yeah. Things that I want, I want, I want baby Yoda lore. I want to learn the name of their species really yeah. bad. I want, I don't, I think John Favreau is a cool dude to make that happen. If Disney allowed Disney will allow anybody to do whatever they want at this point, they don't have nearly as much respect for the lore, but I want that. I want Sabine Wren, mm -hmm. um, who you don't, who you may not know, I've but she's, of. she's the Mandalorian character in rebels. She is a rebel. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, 
I want Ahsoka Tano. Like, I don't need I don't need a lot of Ahsoka Tano yeah. because I know it's not a Jedi show. But if she just showed up for like one episode, yeah, I would like I'd like Ahsoka for a lot of reasons. Um, I I want to see I want to see John Favreau subtly fixing or filling in loopholes or not loopholes filling in not plot holes but seeing things that happened after jedi and getting to see um we don't we didn't get to see luke we didn't uh, in what he was doing after jedi there's just this gap we heard about but i'd like to see even if it's just the as a side note i'd like to see and hear what what's happening with the with the uh you know what are they, it's not the alliance now. What do they call it? The New Republic. They call it the New Republic for a New while. New Republic, yeah. Like I, I want to see more of that. I would like to see uh, Luke uh, there. There's a rumor that we're going to see Luke and Mara Jade uh, in the se- in season two, which if they do that the right way would be really beautiful and a really great nod to fans like us who love those characters and want to see. It, it will validate uh, those characters for us. I don't know if they can make her fit um, in this in in what they did with episode seven through nine. I, I don't know. know how they can make Marjorie fit. I know unless unless, unless, unless she's just not the character that she is. She'd have books. to be a little different. They'd have to do some kind of maybe some star-crossed lovers, passing ships kind of thing. Um, but either way, I'd love to see it. I don't. I mean, more. more I love Mark Hamill, so I'm okay with yeah. him being. But I just like Ahsoka, I don't want it to be for more than like an episode. Like you know, sure. Just even if, or it could just be even be a scene. You know, it could be a thing where maybe like just something else is happening, kind of backgroundy. Like because we know that Mandalorian exists on the outer rim. Yeah. Um, you know, Tatooine's in there, the other planet, like they, they're far away from this stuff. So the Death Star thing happened and there's a lot of things that, you know, they don't care. Like uh, it was clear on Tatooine. They don't, you know, the huts rule that world. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows who rules it now that Jabba's dead. I'm sure the rest of the huts do, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't need, I don't need a lot, but I want a little, I, I, I want a little too. So let us know in the comments what you want out of Mandalorian season two and let us know, do you want to see more of Mando's face or were you happy with the little bit that you got in season one? What do you think? No, he's fine. He's good. Helmet's good. We don't, <laughs> I mean, unless, you know, unless he's banging somebody or something like that's fine. <laughs> Come on, Disney. Give us, give us that, give us that scene. <laughs> we'll see you guys later.